signifying the blood. The blood will speak for you this month. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, we welcome all of you to the month of April, which is our Easter month. And I'll be talking about Christ and the cross for the whole month. And it will take me some time. I'll, I'll probably have to do some Fridays and Sundays to catch up. But there is so much depth about Jesus. And some of us know him as our savior. Some of us know that we have been saved by grace. But when we ask you who is Jesus, you don't really know. It's like eating jollof rice and they ask you, how was it prepared? He said, I don't know. I just eat it. <laughs> Hallelujah. So a lot of us are Christians, but we don't know who, who our Savior is. Amen. You want me to try? You want me to do a little test? Let me call one person here, one person here, one person here. And then let's ask, who is Jesus? You'll be amazed what some people will say. Hallelujah. You'll be shocked that people are in Christ, Christians born again, but they don't know Jesus. Hallelujah. And until you know Jesus, the way you serve God will be some way. I was sharing some things with a few friends that what a church needs, it's not a good marketing strategy. What a church needs, is not more prayer warriors. What a church needs, is not more anointing. The church needs Jesus. Jesus. He's a reason for the season. Hallelujah. So I want to talk about Christ and the cross for a few weeks. And I pray that you take notes. I pray that you listen with your spirit. You open up your spirit to receive. And don't just come to church and not write notes. Hallelujah. If we were in a, a church full of older folks, maybe a lot of older folks, then it's all right. But you're all young. You can write. You can spell even if you cannot spell, copying is allowed in church. Somebody shout a big amen. Amen. You know, some, sometimes I pronounce words that I can't really spell. But I have it in my notes. In other words, I pronounce words I cannot really pronounce well. Like today, I pronounce certain words. I will need them to spell it so you pronounce it your way. Hallelujah. Amen. But before we, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 23. 1 Corinthians 1, 23. We'll read a few scriptures and then we'll dive into the word. We'll read a few scriptures. And like Pastor Peter will say, I have to teach this one, so bear with me. Somebody say, bear with me. I will not be fire cracking like I always do. I would uh, teach it because... I want you to leave here knowing who Jesus is. Amen. For those of you who know the Bible very well, you would know that the Bible is full of Jesus and the, and the cross. From Genesis to Revelation, everything points to Jesus and what? And the cross. It's the center and the reality of the Bible. Jesus and the cross is what? The center and the reality of what? The Bible. If Christ and the cross were removed from the Bible, the Bible would be an empty book. Does that make sense? Mama said it to be a history word, book. The Bible is precious in its revelation because of Christ and the cross. We will appreciate the preciousness of the Bible only when you know. You can only appreciate the scriptures when you know Christ and the cross. Hallelujah. So in first. Corinthians 1.23, the Bible says, but we preach Christ crucified. 
to the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, foolishness. Hallelujah. Paul is saying that I preach Christ, what? Crucified. That is all I seek to preach. Christ, what? Crucified. Paul, when you read uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2, Paul said, I did not determine to know anything amongst the Corinthians except Jesus Christ and him, what? Crucified. So for I am determined not to know anything among you except what? Jesus Christ and him, what? Crucified. Paul went to the Jews and he said, listen, I, came, I didn't come here to gossip. Tell somebody, I didn't come here to gossip. <laughs> I, I, I am determined. I am determined that all I want to know is what Jesus Christ and him what crucified. Said I didn't come here to show my new style. I came here to capture a revelation of who Jesus is. Uh, is somebody hearing the sound of my voice? Today, churches is a different story. People go there for different reasons. To look for wives, to look for husbands, to look for, like I said, somebody came to church to fight the pastor's wife. She was prepared. She had been exercising and gymming to build up muscles that would knock down the pastor's wife all week. All week. I mean, imagine you are preparing to come and meet God in church and find Jesus. Somebody is preparing to come and box out the pastor's wife. I pray that God will, will change the dimensions in our churches. That anyone that comes with a motive like that, the spirit of the most high, will touch that person and give him a knock out before they even touch the pastor's wife. I mean, for somebody who is a, she was a church member. So, she was not even afraid of the presence of God around this woman. My goodness. Paul said, I am determined to know nothing. Tell somebody, I didn't come here to know you. <laughs> I didn't come here to be your friend. I came here to know Jesus and him crucified. It's all about him. It's all about him. Tell somebody, it's all about him. Paul said, I am determined. Tell somebody, hey, my eyes are red. If you try me today, you and me, you'll be, because I didn't come here for you. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. I remember the Bible said uh, there was a time when Mary uh, Magdalene, I think so, was trying to enter into a place where Jesus was. And everybody was saying, why would Jesus be there? She said, I don't care where he is. As long as Jesus is there, I'm going to go there. You got to be careful where you go. You must make sure that where Jesus is, you are there. Paul said, I am determined. Tell somebody again, I am determined to know nothing. I don't want to know what happened. I don't know what problems you have. I came here to know Jesus. Are you hearing this? It's like saying that uh, 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 some people come to church for different reasons. Different reasons. It's, it's, it's sad, you know. It's sad. The reasons you can find people who come to church, it's so sad. Sad. People come to show off their hair. People come to show off their new style because they don't have any, anywhere else to wear it but to bring it to church. <laughs> Lift up and say, Lord, have mercy. I came here to meet you. Paul said he knew Christ. He knew Christ as the totality of the power 
and the wisdom of God. Uh, verse 24 of the chapter 1. He said he knew Christ. Paul knew Christ as the what? As the totality of the power and the wisdom of wisdom. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greek, Greeks, Christ is the power of God and what? The wisdom of God. Christ is what? The power of God and the wisdom of God. So you cannot have power without Christ. You cannot have wisdom without Christ because Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. He's the totality of it. He's the totality of it. And Paul said he knew also the word of the cross as the power of God. Verse 18, the same chapter, verse 18. So he knew Christ, the cross, as the power of God to those who are being saved. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us, somebody shout to us. To us who are being saved, it is the power of God. People think that the story about the crucifixion is a fiction. It's just a story that was told by a drunk guy somewhere in England in the 18 something. No, no, no. This is true power. This thing really happened. It saved you and I because of the cross. You and I, once again, the Bible says, he, uh, 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 what is it? Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. That saved what? A wretch like me. I was once was lost, but now I am found. Because of the cross, you can sing once upon a time. I was lost, but now I am found. I was blind, but now I can see. Are you hearing the sound of my voice? There is power in the cross. I mean, if you, if you read the scriptures, read Paul's letters, read Paul's uh, uh, manuscript. Everything was about Jesus and the cross. Read the apostles' epistles. Everything they talked about was Jesus. They didn't talk about why this person did this. Why did this person do this? It was about Jesus. It was about Jesus. Hallelujah. They were sent when Jesus commissioned them to go and preach. He commissioned them to go and preach Christ and the cross. The message. This is the message and the work and the work God has entrusted to us. Although we are saved by grace, I am concerned that we do not know Christ. As, or his cross adequately. Tell somebody, do you know Christ and the cross adequately? Come on, talk to somebody. That is why you are sitting next to somebody. Tell them, I didn't come here to play. Do you know Christ? <laughs> now, in order for us, let me say this, in order for you to grow in life, in order for you to what? To grow in life, to see the spiritual things and the spirit, in, in a spiritual way and to be a proper Christian. Tell somebody, in order to be a proper Christian, you must know Jesus. In other words, they are, they are improper Christians. I don't know if you did mass in, in school. There is proper fraction, improper fraction. They are proper Christians and they are abnormal Christians. <laughs> Ask your neighbor, which one are you? I, I want to believe God you are, you are a proper believer. Hallelujah. But in order to grow and to be a proper Christian, you must know Jesus. I'm not saying you must be saved though. I'm talking to saved folks. If you are saved in order to be a proper dynamite in the word, unconsciously dynamite in prayer, you must know Jesus. You must know Jesus. You see Christians arguing about whether to drink or not to drink. You don't know Jesus. If you know Jesus, you will not be arguing about whether I have to drink and get drunk or drink and not get. You don't know Jesus. You don't understand who Jesus is. Hallelujah. How many of you are there? You must know Christ and the cross. A person who does not know Christ and the cross cannot do ministry. If you don't know Christ and the cross, 
you are not doing ministry. You are taking a walk. <laughs> Hallelujah. In order to satisfy the heart of God, you must know Christ. You must know Christ. In order to grow spiritually or do a spiritual work, such as preaching the gospel, doing ministry, administrating the church, you must know Christ and the cross. Tell somebody you must know Christ. Today in church, people are poor and weak because they don't know Christ. When you know Christ, somebody can slap you and you turn the other cheek. Say, slap it again. Oh, yeah. When you know Christ. When you don't know Christ, that's when you argue. You say, no, no, no. That's not what the scripture means. I'm not going to tell you it was, a, it was a parable. It is real. So when somebody slaps you, forget about the parable. When somebody gives you a slap, turn the other cheek, let them give you what? A better one. And say, God bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> somebody say, what are you talking about? But watch this, watch this, watch this. Our churches are chaotic because there is no Jesus. Churches are chaotic. I mean, we went to a church, my wife and I, and I said, my goodness. You know, you go to a service, you, are, you want the service to close quick because everything was chaotic. I mean, the choir is singing and everybody on the stage had jeans that were, I mean, there, were, there was one young lady, the jeans was torn from this side. One, two, three, and the, one, two, three. And I mean, I mean, they are singing and everybody's walking upstage, grabbing stuff. I say, is this worship time or what is going on here? Chaotic. But when you know Christ and the cross, there is order. There is order. There is order. There is order. Hallelujah. Only by knowing Christ and the cross can believers be identified, be edified more in life. And the church will be established so that the, so that the measure of stature of the fullness of Christ will increase in the church. Ephesians 4.13. So, so that what? The stature of the fullness of Christ will increase in the church. The stature of the fullness of what? Christ's word increase in the church. He said, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. There is a place called the fullness of Christ. Hallelujah. That is where God wants us to get to. That is where God wants you to get to. That is where God wants you to get to. So hence... The Bible reveals that Christ and the cross in ways, in ways beyond our thought, without God's mercy, without the Holy Spirit presence, and without a proper heart and a clear, strong spirit, we feel that the Bible's profound central word on Christ and the cross is vague. So I'm going to teach you some things. If you don't have the spirit of God, you think it's vague. It's not important. It's not true. Hallelujah. So now we're going to look at the person of Christ. I'm going to teach you two things. Like I said, I have the whole man to teach a lot about Christ. But today I'm going to teach you two things about Christ. I'm going to talk about the Son of God and the Christ of the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to talk about what? Who is Christ? So you can write subtopic. Who is Christ? Who is Christ? Somebody answer to me. Who is Christ? No, give me an answer. <laughs> Who is Christ? The Son of the Living God. Savior. Redeemer. Soon coming king. Wow, mama, you are loaded. <laughs> the Bible reveals that the Lord Jesus, number one, the Bible reveals that Jesus is the son of God. 
He's what? The son of God. And he's the Christ of God. So there is a difference between the son of God and the what? The Christ of God. That is who Jesus is. He's the son of God and he's what? The Christ of God. When you go to Luke chapter 135, Luke chapter 135, Luke chapter 1, the verse number 35. The Bible said, and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Somebody said the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the most high, of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called who? The Son of God. The angel told Mary that the Holy Spirit will come upon her and the power of the Most High would overshadow her. Therefore, the holy thing that will be born will be called what? The Son of God. When you go to chapter 2, the verse number 11. Chapter 2, the verse number 11. An angel of the, of the Lord came and appeared to the shepherd. He said, for there is born to, to you this day in the city of David a Savior. Who is what? Christ the Lord. So what? Different dimension. He said, the one that will come upon you the spirit will come upon you and it will give you a seed, a holy thing. And you will call that holy thing the son of God. And then he announced to the what? To the shepherd who in the wilderness that there is born to you this day in the city of David. Somebody who is called who? The Christ, Christ the Lord. Ooh. Matthew 16 verse 16. Recalls something else. Matthew 16 verse 16. Recall something else. Let's go there quickly. Because uh, when the Lord Jesus came out to minister, the father revealed to Peter that the Lord Jesus is what? Christ, the son of... Simon Peter answered and said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. Peter caught the two revelations. Because there was a question that was thrown. Jesus said, who do people say that I am? Everybody said, you are, you are Elijah. You are this, you are this. Peter said, no, 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 you are Christ. It's a revelation. And the son of the living God. But as we go down, you understand why Peter said this. He didn't just say it. It's not just a statement he made. There is depth to that statement. So from today, when somebody asks, who is Christ? You must be able to define, he is my Christ and he's my son of God. Woo. When you go to Romans chapter 1 verse 4, Romans 1 verse 4 says that when the Lord Jesus came out of the resurrection of the dead, he was designated the son of God in power and declared, he said, and declared to be the son of God with what? Power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. So by the resurrection, he also attained another name or another level called the son of God. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus is the Christ, the Lord, the Christ of God. Hallelujah. When you go to Acts chapter 2 verse 36. Acts chapter 2 verse 36. Peter witnessed saying that let all the house of Israel know assuredly that the God has made him both Lord and what? Christ. He said, therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucify both what? Lord and what? Christ. So the name Jesus is just something on him. But who he is, he said, the one you crucify, God has made him Lord and the Christ. So there is a Lord and there is a Christ. Whom do you know? 
All these things have been written so that, Je- so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. When you go to John chapter 20, verse 31, John 20, verse 31, John chapter 20, am I going too fast? I don't think so. John 20, verse 31. John chapter 20, the verse number 21. It said, but this are written that you may believe that Jesus is what? Come on, work with me. Jesus is what? Is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life. So in order to have life in his name, you must know him as the Christ, and you must know him what? As the Son of God. So far, are you here? Are you here? In order to have life in your DNA as a Christian, you must know Jesus as what? The Christ. And you must know him as the son of God. Some of you just know him as your savior. That is why your life is where you are. Because you know that everything, you, whatever you do, you come and save you. Period. Some of you know him as your healer. So you don't care about anything else. You know when you fall sick, he'll heal you. That is why you're in church. From the time of his ascension, everyone who wants to be saved must believe that he is the Christ, the Son of God. Everyone who wants to be what? Saved must believe that he is what? Watch me, watch me. Everyone who, <laughs> everyone who wants to be saved must believe that he is what? The Christ and the Son of God. So somebody shout Christ and the Son of God. They are two different people. So this verse here shows us that Jesus, Jesus is not just a savior, but he's the son of God and he's the Christ of God. So now let's look at uh, 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 the first uh, chap- uh, chapter of it. When we say he's the son of God, what do we mean? The son of God is the expression of God. The son of God is what? The expression of God. Uh, quickly, let me go to, uh, let me show you something. The Son of God is what? The expression. I think everybody can smell expression here. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Son of God is what? The expression of God. When we say expression, what do we mean? Expression is the process of making known one's thoughts or feelings. Expression is making known what? One's thought. Of feelings. So Christ is the expressions of God. So if you want to know the thoughts of God, you must know Christ because Christ is the expression of God. The Son of God is what? The expression of God. Another word for expression is look. Another word for expression is appearance. Another word for expression is countenance, impression, utterance, statement. Display, manifestation, demonstration, exhibition, presentation, showing, evidence, substantiation. That's a big word. (laughs) Which comes from the word substance. Which means that Jesus is the very substance of God. He substantiates the very existence of our God. The son of God is the expression of God. Are you hearing me somebody? 
The son of God is the manifestations of God. <laughs> you can never have God if you don't have Christ. You can never experience God without Christ. Because it is only true when you know Christ. Who is the son of God. That is the way you are able to experience God himself. Because Jesus, the son of God, is the manifestations of God. As a father, God is hidden. As a father, he is hidden. You cannot just contact God. Tell somebody, you cannot just contact God. God is hidden. As the son, God, as the son, God comes forth and is manifested amongst men. As a son, God is hidden. But in order for him to be manifested amongst men, he comes through the son. Which means that he expresses himself on earth in the church through the sun. As the God who dwells, when you read the book of 1 Timothy 6.16, 1 Timothy 6.16, the Bible said he dwells in, in uh, what the word is, unapproachable light. He said, I think it's the ASV, if I'm right, ASV. Give me the ASV. Um... What did I say? First Timothy what? 6.16. No, Amplify. Sorry. Um, okay, this is good. This is good. He said, who only had, who only had, see some of these things, had immortality, dwelling in light unapproachable, whom no man has seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power. He's talking about God. He said, God dwells in what? Unapproachable light. God, it means that uh, unapproachable light means that he dwells in floods of light. You cannot approach God and look at him because he dwells in unimaginable amount, intake of light. Are you hearing the sound of my voice? He is the father and as God who comes forth and manifests himself to man, he is the son. He is the father. And as a God who comes forth to manifest himself, He's the son. So, somebody say, I saw God. You didn't see God. You can see the son, but you can't see God. Hallelujah. Because he dwells in unapproachable light. Unapproachable light. And the only way he manifests himself, he manifests himself as a son to his people. The father is the source of the son. And the son is the expression of the father. The son is hidden in the father. The son, I know some of you, if I don't repeat, you will not catch it because you are sleeping. The son is hidden in the father. It's like saying, I lock my car in the car keys. Instead of saying, my car keys are locked in the car. Somebody say, I lock my car in the car keys. See, some of you didn't even catch it. So, the son is hidden in what? The father. And the father is manifested in the son. The father is hidden in the son. And the son is hidden in the father. But the father is only manifested through the son. So, when we speak of the Lord Jesus as, a, as the Son of God, we are speaking of the Lord as the manifestation, the expression. John chapter 1 verse 18 says that no one has ever seen God, the only begotten Son, 
who is, who is in the bosom of the Father? He has declared him. John chapter 1, he said, no man has seen God at all any time. So you are not about to see God. Stop praying that prayer. The only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father, he had declared him, which means that he is the only one who announces the father. There can never be an announcement of the father without the son. So you can't say, I'm hearing God without hearing the son. Because the father only speaks through the son. The Bible said, Jesus said, what I see the father do, that is what I do. <laughs> the father cannot do nothing without the son. He said, no man has seen God. Nobody. Ah, it doesn't matter how. If you fast 140 days, you will never see God. You will see the son. Because he only brings himself. He only announces himself through the son. So anything he speaks to you will always declare and announce something about the son. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. Hebrews 1 3. I believe is an ASV. Give me ASV too. Hebrews 1 verse 3. It speaks of the son of God being the a full effugence. Uh, uh, when I was trying to pronounce this, I had to go into broken English. If fool, then add gens. If fool gens. That is the only way you can pronounce it. But if you really want to pronounce it English way, my brother, you struggle. Who being what? Jesus, who being what? The effulgence of his glory, which means he is the radiance and the brightness of his glory. Jesus is the brightness of his glory and the very image of his substance. Let me give you an illustration. How many of you have ever touched the sun? The sun. The sun is so far away that you cannot touch it. But do you know that actually we really touch the sun through the light of the sun? The sun is so far away that the only way you can have communication with the sun is through the sunlight. So the Bible is saying that the sunlight is the effulgence of the sun. So the son of God is the brightness of God. Because God dwells in a place where we cannot touch him. But in order to touch God, you must touch the brightness of his glory. Who is the son? Because he manifested himself on earth. And he always manifests in the church. He said, Jesus be the center of this church. He comes to, when he shows up, when he shows up in a room, you cannot be the same. Because he is the brightness of the father's glory. When he shows up, the Bible says that every darkness dispels. Because he is the light of the world. You can never touch the sun, but you can touch the sunlight. In fact, there is a place you can get, you can even control the sunlight by using things to control the sun. And the sunlight will be doing shapes, different sh Listen, you can touch God by touching the sun. The son of God. Somebody shout the son of God. I need the son of God. I need the son of God. The Bible says in the same verse, it said, the son of God is also the impress of God's substance. This version says that he's the very image of his substance. So if you want to touch the substance of God, you must touch Jesus. Because he's the very image, image of his substance. 
Impress, another word for impress is the very reality of God. He is God by himself. He's God by himself. He said he, he is the very image of his substance. So his, the sub, substantiality of God can be substantiated, good word, only by touching Jesus. Oh, that's not English. Are you sure? You and I, we speak the same. <laughs> so let's check the brothel people. The substantiality of God can only be substantiated, which means it can only, only be evidenced by touching Christ. Christ, the Son of God, is the impress of God's substance. So you think you know God, you know Jesus, and we ask, who is Jesus? Oh, he's my Savior. He's my, no, he's more than that. An impress is a seal. Somebody say a seal. An impress is a seal. This indicates that the Son of God is the expression of God. The true expression of God. He declares nothing less than God himself. When the Son shows up, he doesn't speak of himself. He speaks of God only. Hallelujah. When the Son shows up, so sometimes you go to a place, you're like, this is not God. Ah, this is not God. This, this cannot be God. They are lifting up Jesus, but God is not manifesting himself. So you know that this is not God. When the Son shows up, he only speaks of the Father only. Hmm. He declares nothing less than God. Therefore, somebody say therefore. Therefore, therefore John 14 verse 9. John 14 verse 9. Woo, I love this one. John 14 verse 9. Therefore, the Son of God said, He who has seen me, have I been so long time with you, and dost thou not know me, Philip? He's, he that hath seen me has seen the Father. How seer thou show us the Father? They were asking him, show us the father. He said, if you have seen me, you've seen the father. <laughs> so, if you want to see God, look for Jesus. Woo! He's the chief administrator and the headmaster of God. When you meet him, you have met God. Are you hearing the sound of my voice? He said, if you have encountered me, if you encounter Christ, you have encountered God. What you need is an encounter with Christ. I'm telling you, my brother. If you meet, there is nobody who has had an encounter with Christ, the Son of God, and remains the same. Your life cannot, it cannot, it to perpetually be transformed because you have had an encounter with the brightness. Listen, this, the light of God is so bright that when you have an encounter with him, it will leave an imprint on you. There is something we call an indelible mark. It will leave an indelible mark. The people will ask you, where have you been? He said, I've been with Christ. Because they will see a mark on you that you have been with Jesus. The Bible said when Moses came from the mountain, people could not look at him because there was so much light on his face. And I pray for you this morning that the light of God, the light of God, with the Bible said, who can hide it? A city on a hill cannot be hidden. I pray pray for you that as you have an encounter with Christ, you will not be hidden. You will come forth. Come on, shout, I am coming forth. Sit down. The Bible said in Matthew 10 verse 40, I love this one. Somebody say, I love this one. Ooh. He said, he, Jesus said, Matthew 10 verse 40. 40. Is it 40 or 14? 40. Okay, 40. So when we come from, we say 40. 
Give me the New King James. It says, he who receives and welcomes you. It says, he who receives you, receives me. And he who receives me, receives him who sent me. He who receives you, receives me. Which means you can never receive God without receiving him. But you cannot receive him without receiving whom he whom he has sent. Oh, I don't believe. Uh, uh, please, you, you got to know who you are sitting at now if they have been sent. If you know they have been sent, you better receive them because when you receive them, you've received Christ. And then when you receive Christ, you've received the one who sent him. Somebody didn't get it. You are busy trying to find Christ, but you can't receive your pastor who have been sent by God to speak into your life. The Bible says, he who receives me, receives you, receives me. And he who receives me, receives the one who sent me. Period. Case closed. You cannot receive God without receiving Christ. And in order to receive Christ, you must receive him. You must know that your pastor has been sent by God. You must know. So most of you are busy walking around denying men that God has placed in your way. I was speaking to somebody who said, as for me, I don't have, I don't take authority from nobody. I take it from God. I said, when you go to God, God will tell you, go to Christ. And when you go to Christ, Christ said, go look for your pastor. Because the oil. Some of you want to see God. But when you come to church, you don't even want to support your pastor. Who has been sent by God. Who, unless you don't, know, you don't believe your pastor is sent. Me, whether you believe it or not, me, I know I've been sent. Me, I know I've been sent. That is why when I preach, I don't need validation because I know I've been sent. That is why I thank God that I have a job. So you don't pay me and tell me what to preach and what to say. I say what I want to say anyhow I want to say. If you don't like it, find somewhere you believe who has been sent to you. And that doesn't mean that the day you start paying me, then I now tailor the message to you. No, no, no. You didn't call me. The one who called me gave me a word. And I must give you that word. Sometimes the word will come like a beat up. Take it in faith, good faith. Sometimes it will come like a rope on your back. Take it in good faith. Knowing that the one who is speaking has been sent by God. There was a time Jesus rebuked the disciples. He said, hey, how long must I be with you? You see, when you write statement, it's different from saying it. So when they are writing, they have to make it nice. And when Jesus said, how long? He was not being nice. He said, how long must I be with you? He rebuked them. At the point, he took out his belt and beat up everybody in the sanctuary. Sometimes the message will come as what? This, is, this guy, today we have been beat up. You turn your back. Let them beat you up. Fine, take it. Take it. Cry, whatever you want to do. Knowing that the word is from a sent man. There are men who are sent and there are men who are not sent. There are men who are caught and there are men who call themselves. But you have to know as a Christian that in order, I say, he who receives me, receives who? The one who sent me. 
the one who sent me. Therefore, God is, God is the inner substance of the Son. And the Son is the outward expression of the substance. God is the inner substance of the Son. And the Son is what? An outward expression of that substance. So when a man has Christ, he's not expressing himself, but he's expressing the Christ who is the, who is the substance of God. Oh my goodness. If you want people to see God, carry Christ. In Colossians 1.15, the Bible says he's the invisible image of, the, of God. He's the one. He, the son of God is the image of the invisible God. Colossians, he said he's the image of what? The invisible God. The firstborn of all creation. Invisible. Image of the invisible God. So I, I want to plead with you. If you're here thinking about the Jesus picture you've been seeing, I'm not talking about that guy. In fact, that guy came out recently and was pleading to all Christians to leave his picture alone. He said he's begging because people were making him. <laughs> My goodness. He said, please. The Bible said in chapter 2 verse 9, the same book, first, uh, Colossians 2 verse 9. The Bible said, all the fullness of the Godhead. All the fullness of the God in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The Son of God, who is Jesus, in him dwells the whole Godhead. Everything dwells in him. Yeah. The fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily in Christ, the Son of God. The Son of God is the embodiment of God. The Son of God is what? The embodiment of God. Apart from him, man cannot see God. Apart from him, there is no God. In fact, apart from Christ, there is no God to us. God will never do anything without the Son. The Bible says he is seated at the right hand of the Father making propitiations for us. Interceding for us. So when the Father wants to misbehave, he says, hey. I paid for their sins with my blood. Come down. Come down. Somebody say, come down. Come down. Come down. Come down. Once upon a time, Moses had to tell God to come down. There is no God without Jesus. Mm -mm. God is hidden in the sun. And God is expressed through the sun. John 1 verse 1. John chapter 1 verse 1. Reveals. That the Son of God is the Word who was with God. It's the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was what? The Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So when you read the scripture, it reveals that the Son of God, I'm not talking about the Christ, I'm talking about the Son of God is the Word of God. He is the word that God speaks. In the beginning, and the word was God. Word, in this verse, means logos. In Greek, it means logos, which means constant, constant word. What did I eat this morning? Constant word. Someone say constant word. Now, we all know that the words, the words of a person are the expressions of the person. The words, what? Of what? A person are what? 
So if somebody does not talk, they are very quiet. You must fear people like that. Because you don't know their thought or their expressions. Until they speak a word, then you can know their thought and their expressions. The Bible says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The word of God is the son of God. Which means that when God speaks... When God speaks, in order to hear God and know the intent of God, in order for God to express himself, he does it through his word, which is the son of God. Does that make sense to you? So, in other words, we all know that a, pers a person who does, if a person does not speak, we have no way of knowing them. One of the most dangerous people in church, I won't go to the world, in church, is people who don't talk. Everything is good. It's good. One of the most dangerous marriages are marriages where people don't speak their mind. You can ask my wife, me, I speak my mind. I don't care if you are angry. I don't care if you are happy. I flow. I flow. I speak my mind in the morning. I speak my mind in the afternoon. I speak my mind in the evening. I speak my mind in the bedroom. I speak my mind. If the food is not good, I speak. People who don't speak their mind are the most dangerous people to be around. Tell somebody, speak your mind. Speak your mind. Because the only way we will know your heart is when you speak your mind. Me, I don't talk. Me, I'm a quiet person. If an ant is biting you and killing you, you'll not be quiet. You shy. Speak your mind. Speak your mind. If you want your marriage to work, speak your mind. Ah, me. I'll be eating the food and I'm complaining. This food. Ah, no, 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 no. You could have. I mean. Never. You guys want me? I don't get angry to the point where I won't eat. Sometimes we even fight. She cook the food. I wait. She goes. I go and eat and go back. <laughs> Never have we ever fought and I was sleeping in another room. Where? Who bought the bed? I, I sleep on that. Never. I've never slept in any other room. For no or nothing. Nothing would take me from my bed. I was sleeping on that bed before I got married. Alone. The bed is big enough. We can all split it. Small fight. You go and sleep in a couch. Oh, boy, me, I am coming there. You turn your back. I turn my back. As long as we're in the bed. At night, sometimes we'll touch it. And I say, hey. <laughs> yeah, some people say, oh, I'm sleeping in another room. Me, I'm sleeping in the same room. It's funny. Sometimes we are fighting. And, 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 and we're fighting. I'm watching a powerful word on TV. And I'm sorry, yes, preach on. And she's looking at me and I look at him. Because it's not the end of the world. <laughs> so, a person who does not speak, you have no way of knowing them. Everything in a person can only be expressed through their words. Words. Please, how do I? I'm not in your head. I can't. If you are feeling me, let me know you are feeling me. How do I just imagine you are feeling me? Tell me. I'm feeling you. 
You should know. You should have seen a sign. No. Uh, you, I can only know you by the things you say. Tell somebody, say something before you die. Everything in a person is expressed through his word. So John chapter 1 reveals that the son of God is the word of God. The, the son of God is the utterance of God. The son of God is what? He is the utterance of God. And speaks forth. He speaks forth everything that is in God. So when God is speaking, when the son is speaking, he is speaking of everything that is in God. When God is speaking, he uses his son. And when a son speaks, he speaks of every depth that God has for you. Because, you know why? Because he has been God and he's God. He has been with God from the beginning. From eternity. Because he's God. In the heavens, he's a word hidden in God. On earth, he's a manifested word. In heaven, he's the word hidden in God. On earth, he's a word that has been spoken into being. The Bible says he's spoken. Let there be and there was. Because he's spoken it on earth. The word who expresses God in order for men to understand and know God. The son of God is the utterance of God. The son of God is what? Of God. Son of God is the, there are two verses. Let me quickly go there. Okay, I have 15 minutes. Let, let me quickly go there. There are two verses in the Bible that prove that Jesus is, is God becoming flesh. People don't believe he, he be, he's God who became flesh. When you read Isaiah 7, 7, verse 14, Isaiah 7, verse 14, the Bible said, The virgin will conceive and bear a son, and she'll call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with what? If you don't know, when I was baptized, they gave me the name Emmanuel. So my full name is Emmanuel Abdul Razak Shaibu Numbre Alaji Tanko Ayuva. In the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar. This verse refers to the Lord Jesus who was the word. Means that the word became flesh and dwelt. Another word for dwell is tabernacled amongst us. Born of the Virgin Mary. In John chapter 1 verse 14. You don't have to go there. It says, a virgin will conceive and bear a son and she will be called Emmanuel. Which is what God with us. God is with us. He will give us a son, but that son will be called what? Emmanuel. Which means that God is putting on flesh. To dwell amongst us. Hallelujah. When you read uh, Isaiah 9 verse 6. So as God became flesh. Christ was still God with God's substance and nature. So God became flesh. But he still had the substance of God in his nature. Hallelujah. So he was divinity and what? Humanity. Humanity. Mama you are deep. If you didn't mention I don't remember. I was going to say divinity and eternity, but it's divinity and humanity. Hallelujah. Isaiah 9 verse 6 says, A child is born to us, a son is given to us, and his name will be called Mighty God, Eternal Father. Did you go there? He said, For unto us a child is what? Born. Unto us a son is given. So 
I mean, I don't want to go into that revelation. A child is born, sons are given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, when you watch this scripture, it says that what? Uh, this verse refers to the Lord Jesus and clearly indicates that the child who was born to us, who became flesh, was still the mighty God. He said he'll be called, a, a child is born, but he'll be called a mighty God. He's a child, but he's a mighty God. Hallelujah. Then he said, although he was given to us as a son in time, he will still be the father in eternity. Another version calls uh, him, he said, everlasting what? Father. So as a child, he was a mighty God. As a son, he was what? An eternal father. And I'm just talking about son of God. We've not gotten to Christ yet. By the time we get to Christ, you'll be confused. Hallelujah. We're just talking about who? Son. Jesus is the son of God to us. The son of God. The expressions of God. The revelation of God. The word of God. We must know that what? The Lord Jesus is God. He has God's life and nature as well as his divinity and glory. He is God himself. He's God all by himself. He's God coming forth. God manifested among men. He's not only God in himself, but also God becoming flesh. God has been manifested in the flesh in order for us to know and contact him. The hidden God, the Father, could not be known or contacted without being manifested in the flesh as the Son. Thoughts that are hidden within men must be spoken for. Say thoughts. That are hidden within men must be spoken forth as words in order to be understood by others. So speak. Tell somebody, speak. 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 Because the only way we will understand if you speak. A guy was sitting in a, a bus and they said, Trotro, they were taking the fare. You know how they take the fare? They make you, they go, <laughs> my goodness. They wait till they get to the middle of the road. They start taking, yes, one by one. They go to this guy. Because, mm, 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 mm. hey, brother, bring your money. Mm, 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 mm. They say, Master, this guy, I'm asking him, they ask him for money. They do. Mm, mm. He said, give him one slap. <laughs> <laughs> The mate gave him one said, He said, give him another one. He said, I'll pay. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, Jesus. Well, there are some of you, even if Jesus come here and crack a joke, you will not laugh because you are too serious. We are too serious. Laugh. Oh. The Bible says laughter is like what? Medicine. Sometimes sit in your car and laugh like you are. <laughs> Just laugh. Because you are healing yourself. Laugh. Sometimes watch irresponsible so you can just laugh. Some of you are too serious. You are coming to church. You are going to work. You are eating. How can you eat something sweet? And squeeze your face. The Bible said, taste and see that the Lord is good. How can you be in church and carry a burden on your shoulders? When you are here because of Christ, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about you. 
you know, the Bible said, in whom I am well pleased. If God is pleased with you, Can we talk about the Christ? Then we'll close. The Christ is not as long as the sun. <laughs> so, you, you, I, so you know we are almost there. Hallelujah. <laughs> I love my church. So he's the son of God. Now he's the Christ of God. Difference. Now you know who the son is. As a son, you know who he is. Well, let's talk about the Christ for the next seven minutes. Christ, which is Christos in Greek. Christ is what? Christos in Greek. Matthew 1, 16. Matthew chapter 1, the verse number 16. Matthew chapter 1, the verse number 16. He said, And Jacob became Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called what? Christos. Christos, the Christ. Uh, when you go to John chapter 1, verse 41, Christos is equivalent to the word Messiah. 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 John chapter 1, verse... He said, He first found his own brother Simon, and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated who? The Christ. The Christ. So watch this. There is the Son of God, and there is who? The Christ, who is the Messiah. Hallelujah. Who is the Messiah? So you must know him on these two levels, as the Son of God, and as who? Your Messiah, your Christ. Hallelujah. And this refers, uh, another uh, meaning, or another reference to Christ, or Christos, is what we call the anointed, the anointed. Luke 4, verse 18. Luke chapter 4, the verse number 18. Luke chapter 4, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has what? Anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken and to proclaim liberty. So Jesus is, is in order, he's saying that the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me. Christ means the anointed one. The what? The anointed one. Hebrews 1, verse 9. Hebrews 1, Verse 9. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9. And we are talking about Christ and the cross. How to know who Jesus is. He said, you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you with what? Oil of gladness more than your companions. May God, may God anoint you with the oil of gladness. And the oil of heaviness be lifted over your head. May you receive the oil of gladness. May you be smeared over. Anointed. May the oil of gladness come upon you like a lightning of thunderbolt. May it come upon you so strong that you will not have any reason to be sad. You will begin to shout. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Weeping may endure for a night but joy is coming in the morning because you have the oil of gladness. Receive the oil of gladness. Lift up your hand and say, I receive the oil of gladness. He is the God. God anointed him. You know, when you read the scriptures, before anybody did any work for God, read the Old Testament, they had to be smeared with oil. It's not today. We put oil and everybody's, no, no, no. God, before you could be called a prophet, an apostle, you had to be anointed. God had to send a special man of God. Like when God sent someone to anoint David, if they, if, sorry, someone to anoint who? David. If someone had made a mistake and poured that oil he was carrying on a different guy. Listen, the anointing on David would have been transferred. That is why he could not make an error. He could not make a mistake and put the oil of David on a different brother. So the Bible said he lined all of them and he was ready to anoint and God said, stop! Because the anointing was not a joke like today. 
people who were used by God were seriously anointed. Listen, David was anointed seven times before he finally became the king of Israel. Today, people go to prophetic meetings, they pour small oil on their head. They say, I see prophetic unction on you. From that day, they change their name on Facebook, prophet. Who anointed you? Do you know that anointing invites demons and enemies? The only time oil is smeared on a man is to, is to, is to keep away flies. When a sheep, my goodness, sheep were anointed with oil so that they to keep away flies. But the flies don't leave. They, they hover around waiting for the oil to dry up. That's what the Bible says, let your head lack no oil. Because the day the oil will leave, So, Jesus, God anointed men. Somebody say men and women. Prophet, priest, kings. To whom he entrusted deep revelations for his people. So, in order for Jesus to be used by God, he had to be what? Anointed. And guess what? Jesus was not anointed. He was the anointing. He was not a carrier of the oil. He was the oil himself. He was the anointing. He was Christ. He was Christos. The one that carried the oil. So you can never be anointed without Jesus. You can never be anointed without Christ. Because he's the anointing. Those who were anointed by God were his anointed ones. Let me just go on the side where the Bible says, Touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. That scripture is not for men of God. It's for people who are anointed. Touch not my anointed. Everybody who is in Christ carries the anointing that was on Christ. Oh my goodness. So when anybody touches you, it's not talking about me. Apostle what? In heaven, there is no apostle. It's only on earth there are apostles. When we get to heaven, there's no prophet. There's no apostle. There is an anointed man. There must be oil on your head. You must not lack oil. When you carry anointing, be careful when you play with anointed people. He's not talking about the pastor. He's talking about you and I. Touch not. He didn't say the prophet. If it was prophet, you have said the prophet. You cut down. If it was apostle, you said, touch not the apostle. He said, touch not my anointed. If there's anything you need, my brother, you need the anointing. Oil! You need oil on your head. Because when you have anointing, all the witches in your family can gather for a feast for you. My goodness. My goodness. They will call your name. And when you show up, the whole camp will scatter. There will be an earthquake in it because you are carrying oil. You are carrying an anointing. Touch not my anointed. It's not every meat you can chew. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Even, even witches know. It's not every meat they can chew. Some meat, yourself, you know. Some goat meat you put in your mouth and say, this is too hard. There are some meat when people put you in their mouth and say, this is too hard. We can't chew it. If witches can fly from Africa here, ask for your apartment. 
and where you live is a no-fly zone area because it's an area that is surrounded with the anointing and wherever the anointing is, the Bible said the yoke shall be broken and I pray for you that your house will be anointed, your life will be anointed, I anoint your doorpost, I anoint your car, I anoint your children, I anoint every part of your house, let the anointing be over your life. Every anointed one is a type of Jesus in the New Testament. I close on this. I promise. As the son of God, Christ was anointed by God to become God's Christ. Did you hear what I said? As what? As the son of God. He was anointed by God to become his Christ. <laughs> So without the anointing, he would not be Christ. As the son, he had to make himself available to be anointed. Because there are dimensions you can never enter without the anointing. I've shared here so many times. We've gone to pray for people. And some of us go home and sleep. Some people will be visited. Visited. I had a dream last night. I was in a room. Suddenly, I found myself in a room with a lot of luggage with two people who were in Ghana. They are still in Ghana. And then we're trying to transport ourselves to some place I didn't know. But when it was time to transport, they said the flight is full. Only the two of them can go. I have to stay behind. So they left, and I stayed behind. So I slept in the room. Like a, it was like a hotel. I slept in the hotel only to wake up, to realize that they left all their luggage for me to carry and bring to them. I said, ah. How am I going to carry all this luggage and catch the flight? Whilst I was trying to get myself, I was singing in the room, trying to package everybody, everything, so I'll catch my flight. Then I saw an invisible eye monitoring my movement through the windows of the hotel. When I looked at the window, I realized that it was not a hotel. It was a Zongo house, like a, a house in a deadly area. Before I went to sleep, it was a hotel. But when I woke up, apparently, there was this woman who was looking at me and monitoring me. I said, what are you doing here? She scared me for a moment. And I jumped. He said, they didn't tell you where they put you. He said, no, they told me. He said, this is not a hotel. This is a monitoring area. We monitor people. Suddenly, the woman told me, there is something in that room that is for me. You must give it to me. I said, is that all you want? He said, yes. So I gave the woman the thing. Suddenly, when I gave the thing to the woman, it looked like the place the woman was was a choba. But suddenly, the place became a very dark place, and the woman became darkened. Then the spirit of the Lord opened my eyes that what you give to the woman is yours. Then I came to myself. I said, I. So I became wild in the spirit, and I started. So I took something like an umbrella. Oh, my goodness. And then I said, Lord. I turned this into an AK-47 missile. I said, release it. It's going to hit this woman to return. So I released the missile. And boom, it hit her. And then she came back from the darkness and said, let me give you your thing. And then suddenly I woke up. I said, the devil is a liar. Listen, when you carry anointing, when you carry, there are demons who are afraid to mess with you. There is a man of God said that, Demons gather on the highway so that they can kill people. 
But when they see people who are an anointed coming, they clear the highway. They clear. They, they move fast because they are afraid. My sister, carry anointing. When they tell you to pray, pray. When they tell you to fast, fast. When they tell you shout, shout. Because there is an anointing that flows in the house. Are you hearing the sound of my voice? The anointing. The anointing. So the son of God is what? He speaks. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Wow. So the son of God, Christ, was anointed by God to become his Christ. His anointed one. In other words, God's son, as God's anointed, was entrusted and sent by God to do his work and fulfill his plan. The anointing gives you enablement to do and fulfill. What did I say? To do and to fulfill. The other day I said you can be anointed but not yet announced. You can be called, but not yet anointed. When you receive the anointing, wait till you are announced. Some of you receive anointing, and then you start. You are going to invite demons that are higher than your level. Oh, there are demons in different levels. I mean, sometimes I pray for God, release a a Goliath demon to go and torment this person for me, please. Don't let them harm the person. Oh, yes, oh, yes. How many of you have had that visitation yet? It's coming. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> okay, where were we? So, uh, in the Godhead, he is the son of God with God's life to express God's glory. In God's plan, he's also the Christ of God. So in the Godhead, he's the son of God. In God's plan, he's what? The Christ. To, to work and fulfill God's will. Write this down. Those of you who are writing. According to what he is, he's the son of God. According to what? What he is, is what? The son of God who expresses God. According to what he does, he's the Christ of God to fulfill God's plan. According to what he is, he's the son of God. According to what he does, he's the Christ of God to fulfill God's plan. Yeah. Some of you are powerful. You say you are man of God. If we ask you this thing, you don't even know that according to what he is, he's the son of God. You don't know it. <laughs> Who is he? He's the son of God. What does he do? He's the Christ of God. Deep. Whether it's deep for you or not, it's deep for me. <laughs> to Christ, through Christ as the son of God, we know God. Through Christ as the Christ of God, we see God's plan. So in order to see God's plan, you must understand and know him as the Christ to understand the plan of God. In the Son of God, we have God himself. In the Christ of God, we share. In the Son of God, we have God himself. And then what? In the Christ of God, we are partakers in his plan. What did I say? 
Somebody said, hmm, what did you hear? <laughs> In the Son of God, we have God himself. In the Christ of God, we are partakers in God's plan. I'm a partaker of his plan. I'm a partaker. I share in his glory. I share in his power. As the son of God, Christ possesses God's divinity. As the son of God, he possesses God's divinity. Now, I want to beg you. If you don't understand this, when I go into him being formed, Christ being formed in us, you'll be confused. Because I'm, this is just introduction for next week. If you don't understand that as the son of God, he carries the divinity of God. Now when I begin to talk about him as we formed in you. Because when he's formed in you, then the Bible says that in Christ we have what? We are partakers of his what? His life and nature. But if you don't know his life and nature... It will become a problem. Hallelujah. Christ carries out God's eternal plan. In eternity without beginning, the Son of God was with God and was God. For the unfolding of God's eternal plan, the Son was appointed as the Christ of God. He was with God from the beginning. But for the fulfillment of his plan, he was appointed as a son. And now he was appointed as the Christ. The anointed one. So you can be a son. And then suddenly you'll be an anointed one. I was telling my father, the rules of engagement have changed between me and my father. I was once upon a time a child. Now I'm a son. I'm no more a child. So we don't talk like, oh, yes sir, yes sir. We talk like friends. Oh, do you understand what I'm saying? Uncle Sam, Pastor Sam should not go to the father. You grow up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If your father will know that, ah, won't you grow up? You must be able to talk with your father at a level where your father will know that my child is no more a child, but man. Hallelujah. Every man of God that knows Christ does not treat their grown children who are mature like children. They even take advice from their children. Say, so what do I do? What? Because you believe that there are no more children. God can show them things that you don't even know. Hallelujah. So we see God's plan. In the Son of God, we have, okay, as a Son of God, Christ in, uh, in his person, the Son of God existed in eternity without beginning. In his work to carry out God's eternal plan, the Son of God is also revealed as the Christ of God. The Son of God speaks of his being, God's manifestation with God's life to express God. The Christ of God speaks of his being, of his being God's anointed one who is entrusted by God to accomplish his plan. There can never be accomplishment of plans without anointing. Anointing. You want to accomplish every plan. Anointing on your business anointing on your job. Do you get promotion? Take oil, anoint the whole seat. Anoint the whole area and say, I am, I am permanently here until I go up. I can never go down. And, oh, I'm telling you. You need anointing to accomplish things. Oh. If you know the number of people who want to bring me down. <laughs> and they are not devils, so they are men of God. 
Men of God have had bombs placed in their cars just to terminate them, men of God. And they were plotted by men of God. Can I submit this? I think it's not, we should, uh, one time a man of God, <laughs> a, a church member went and put condoms all over the man of God's office. Because all, like my office, everybody can go there. So imagine we enter my office now. There's condom in there <laughs> everywhere. All, all my leaders say, what? What is going on here? How do I explain myself? <laughs> How did the condoms? Church members. One of the most dangerous people to be friend as a pastor is your church members. The day they'll get mad at you, they'll bring out all your secrets. Church members. I bought him that shirt. I bought him that shoe. I gave him this. Who does he think he is? Church members. But I thank God I don't have church members like that. The day you become like that. The day you become a church member like that. In Jesus' mighty name. His name be glorified. His name be exalted. You are Christ of God. We give you worship. Thank you for being the Son of God. And thank you for being the Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are worthy. Be on your feet for a minute.